Hello everybody and welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week we're hearing a recording from back in January, before the lockdown, from June who spoke about isolation and feeling her feelings. Please enjoy. Hi, I'm June, um, ad adult child. So I didn't realize that I had to do a reading and then I opened this up to this page and it's exactly what I wanted to talk about and what I'm going through, so I'll read it. Uh, moving out of isolation. Moving from isolation is the first step an adult child makes in recovering the self. Isolation is both a prison and a sanctuary. Adult children suspend between need and fear, unable to choose between fight or flight, agonize in the middle and resolve the tension by explosive bursts of rebellion or by silently enduring the despair. Isolation is our retreat from paralyzing pain and indecision. This retreat into denial blunts our awareness of the destructive reality of family, alco family alcoholism and is the first stage of mourning and grief. It allows us to cope with the loss of love and the survive in the face of neglect and abuse. And I'll read the next one too, um, feeling the feelings which I think goes together. The return of feelings is the second stage of mourning and, and, the indic and indicates healing has begun. Initial feelings of anger, guilt, rage, and despair resolve into a final acceptance of loss. Genuine grief, grieving for our childhood ends, our morbid fascination with the past, and lets us return to the present, free to live as adults, confronting years of pain and loss, at first seems overwhelming. Jim Goodwin, in describing the post-traumatic stress of Vietnam veterans, writes that some veterans actually believe that if they once again allow themselves to feel, they may never stop crying or may completely lose control. Sharing the burden of grief others feel gives us the courage and strength to face our own bereavement. The pain of mourning and grief is balanced by being able once again to fully love and care for someone to freely experience joy in life. Um, who's the timekeeper? Okay. <laughs> can I get can I get a five and a two, please? Thank you. Um, so um, I, you know, I know this is a tools meeting and. One of the things that's really hard for me is to share, honestly, what's going on. Um, I do it anyways, but I, I really struggle with, you know, how I'm perceived and, um, like, I have, like, this thing with, like, like pe people pitying me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to expose too much because... 
like I just don't want to seem like I'm weak or you know like my story is like so like when I say something and I can see it in their eyes like what I'm telling them it's like horrifying <laughs> I'm just like but I'm fine like I don't want any response like just like let, like it's just like really hard for me like for me like I just can't tell like empathy or compassion with pity so like I've done this like my whole life where I'm like you know it's like it's like this protective shield that I've created for myself I keep everybody at an arm's distance and you know it's safe and you know in some other program they call it you know emotional anorexia where you know I'm self-sufficient like I don't need anybody and you know I go to I go into this thing also when I'm dating where like I don't really need them so like even though I like them I like I behave like they like repulse me you know because like and I don't even know that I'm doing it like I don't and you know my sponsor in my other program always tells me like you're basically telling this person you're not available you're not interested and you're devastated they're not calling you back it's like it makes no <laughs> sense but like that's kind of how I operate in this world like I reject everybody I like walk into a room and I'm like pissed and my immediate default state is like I hate you until you're proven wrong and this is how like you know it's really hard for me and you know I've been doing like six and seven seven on this character defect until I came into this program and I realized it's like all about trauma and it's it's so painful and you know I I've lived my entire life in like fight or flight because that's the only thing I knew how to do to survive and um, you know it's like I'm, I have a lot of feelings right now I've been like that you know I'm reading this feeling the feelings thing it's like I'm in my fifth step in this program and it's just like the floodgate has opened and it's just I'm just like crying all day nonstop, and it's I mean, at moments, I just feel like I don't know I could get through this. And at moments, I feel like, like so hopeless and so broken. And, you know, like, I just don't, I just don't see the light at the end of this tunnel. Like, with these feelings that are just so immense that I feel like I'm being suffocated by. And this is me, like, you know, like... I have been like this tough person my entire life and if people like people that know me like they they perceive me as this like tough person but I'm just so freaking scared um, of rejection and of abandonment <sighs> that um, I have no idea how to be in society otherwise um oh, holy cow um so um yeah i mean my feeling the feelings and coming to meetings and sharing i'm doing step work um the steps in this program have been so profound um i've been i've done step work and just like every program 
in like with an A at the end, you know, like, <laughs> I, like I came into AA 11 years ago and I went into the money program 10 years ago. I went to the sex and love program nine years ago. I went to Al-Anon right after that when I had sobriety and the relationship thing. And like, it's like, I've done the steps. I'm sober in all those programs. And it's like, it's nothing like the steps in this program. It's like, you know, I'm just like, don't know. Um, like I've been like, all these things that I've been acting out as like my compulsive behavior, which is put down now, um, it has been a reaction to my trauma. Like this is, they're all my, they were my survival uh, mechanisms and my survival methods of my childhood. And um, after doing all that, I'm just like, I was still like, I, like, I was just, what does it say here? Um, I still felt imprisoned by my childhood reactions. Like I couldn't differentiate if like what is happening right now, like when this is ha when hap when this happens. Like if, did it happen to me as a child? It's, it's like this person in front of me, I just met them and they're yelling at me. And instead of like, detaching and watching this crazy person rent and r rant and rage at me, I just can't, like, I go into this, like, terrified, like, just five-year-old that's, like, feels like she's going to die. Like, I feel like I'm going to die. And it's just so not right size. And it's like, I feel devastated. It's like, that is not the right reaction to some stranger yelling at me. Like that's, <laughs> and it's just I, just, I was just so confused to why I was reacting this way. And, um, and, uh, and I'm really grateful that I'm able to today, like kind of see like, this is like, I could see that the reaction that I'm having is not right size, even though the reaction is in the body and it's visceral and it's like stuck there. So it has to be processed and I have to be gentle through it. But regardless, it's, I'm having the reaction. And with that, I, I don't have to like scare the crap out of my inner child <laughs> while this is happening. I could tell the inner child, whatever I, I would tell a, 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 you know, a scared, terrified, child that I would encounter anywhere, but especially if the child was me, myself, um, like whatever I really needed to hear as, a, you know, as growing up that I never got to hear, I get to tell that person, that little kid, you know, I'm here for you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm, I won't abandon you. I'm, I'll take care of this crazy person and you go and play and whatever I have to tell myself. And I like, I journal and I have this like online app while I'm at work and I have it open all the time. And I'm just like writing on it kind of like a manic crazy person. And like, I just like think like if, if there was like this big brother type of situation, and if anybody at work was like watching what I was doing at work, like every like, I mean, like they would think, I mean, it's just like, I need to do what I need to do to like calm myself and soothe myself and, and, um, 
give myself a break. Like, this is what I need to do right now. And whatever it takes. And um, I use the telephone. I have a sponsor in this program. And um, what else? Um, and affirmation, you know, like I, I don't often know um, I'm not right size. I don't often know what the reality of the situation is. Um, I tend to go into this like spiral of stories and um, and I have to tell myself like this is this is not what's happening. And even if it was happening, so I'll go into details. Um, how much time do I have, by the way? Five minutes. So, um, I had this um, situation over the summer um, where um, I was in a relationship that ended in a way that was really devastating. And um, I was able to, um, you know, the adult self could see like this person, this is their limitation. Like this is the best I could do. And it really, it was really painful and it sucked, but I could see that. But the child, it's so, like she just cannot understand why this is happening. And she wants to fight like the reality of what's happening and wants a reason and wants like why and like, is it me? Is it like, what is happening? And like, I have to like check myself and check the reality and tell her those things. Like this is like, this person is not a bad person and this person did the best he could and you did the best he could. This happens to a lot of people and you're not a victim and you know, it's gonna get better and this is life and unfortunately, things happen and it's it's painful but you know we could get through it and um and then soon after that um I started to feel a lot better and you know um processing and I think a lot of the grief wasn't really able to surface because the situation was really shocking and painful and um and I started dating somebody else over Christmas. And this person was like really hard to put, like it was like, this person was like, just like affirmation and like just felt ex like exciting and fun. And it was like a reprieve from like whatever I was going through. And, um, and when this person disappeared, like I couldn't like the, child couldn't decipher like this person is a stranger and this person just like just came like you know you got what you needed and this person disappeared but like the inner child like cannot like it just feels the abandonment that she felt like it's like so like it's just the abandonment of like the summer the abandonment of the child like as a, like you know like the neglect and it's just it's like she can't decipher and it's just 
um, so scary. And, you know, I have to be like, even though I'm, I'm in a lot of pain, like I have to be there for the inner child. I have to just like, okay, we could do this. We have to show up for work. We have to go to a meeting. We have to share how imperfectly I get to share. And, um, I raise my hand and, um, and then also tell her like, this is so freaking messy and you're so imperfect and you're totally okay. Mm -hmm. And you're totally loved, you know, like I just have to tell myself that it's like, it's going to be messy. Like no one is telling you to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking shit show <laughs> and you're totally fine, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to be fine. And, um, um, and it's, it's such a relief to be able to say that because nobody ever said that to me. Like, nobody. Like, I had to perform. I had to be a certain way. And, you know, it's just like undoing a lot of the messaging. Like, this may sound really, like what I just shared. Like, it sounds like it's just like so out there. But it's like I have to like relentlessly undo all the messaging that I've been telling myself. Like myself like generations before me and like it's like it's like a legacy that I have to undo and um and if I have to like say like a mantra like a hundred times a day like so be it like I just like this is this is the work and um it's not for the faint of heart I'm telling you this work is like I commend everybody who walked in here this shit is like I mean, this, this is the stuff that kills people, you know? Like, these are the feelings that, like, would, like, take somebody off the bridge because it's that intense and excruciating. But um, we're doing it together, and I'm really grateful for this program. Um, and there's a solution, so thanks. Thank you. <laughs>